0: Summer Sundays are meant for freshly cut grass, ballpark dogs, and the best baseball talk you can find. So kick back with your bacon and eggs and pour yourself a mimosa. While Phillies announcer Greg Murphy and Green Legion Radio's Chris Sack break down your fighting fills and take you around the league. Right now on Baseball Brunch. Play ball! Good! Philadelphia. Welcome into Baseball Brunch brought to you by Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club, powered by Green Legion Radio 102.5 Fox Sports and Gambler in Philadelphia, WDASAM around the rest of the Delaware Valley or just simply download that iHeartRadio Radio app and you can listen to us anywhere crystal clear worldwide. We are broadcasting to you live on Saturday evening for Sunday's show. Uh, I am sitting inside my house while Murph is inside of his house uh, hotel room in Washington D.C. as he prepares to fly out of Washington D.C., our nation's capital, as far as Gump would say, early Sunday morning. So you know, you guys will get all the perks and the benefits that you normally would from a baseball brunch show with us. Uh, especially because it was so kind that the Phillies were playing at four o'clock on Saturday that we we're able to get a full week's worth of Phillies baseball with you guys. I'm Chris Sack of Green Legion Radio and Murph, my partner in crime. Phillies broadcaster Greg Murphy. Murph, how are you doing today?
1: Well, you know, after tonight's game or this afternoon's game, uh, much better than I was doing after Friday's game. Friday's Friday's game was the a bit of a kick in the in the gut because, you know, they had the 6-1 lead. They looked like they were going to cruise to an easy victory. They did not, um, giving it right back in that fourth inning. But uh, it was really good to see, although it took a little bit of time today uh, to get the bats going. And, and give credit to, to the Nats starting pitcher, Jake Irvin. He was really good this afternoon. But uh, – once the bats got going, they got going in a big way. Five home runs in this one. Trey Turner made a little history. Um, Nick Castellanos with one huge swing of the bat on the day that he became uh, a 10-year uh, major league service um, guy. So, you know, a big day for him in that regard. It, it was just, it was a great day, feel like leaving up the series. And uh, so I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good.
0: Yeah, you saying that you were feeling a lot better today, but really it was the, you know, once the seventh inning hit and the Castellanos hit that home run, which, uh, which is funny because it's the, the three year anniversary, uh, since he hit the home run, uh, when Tom Brenneman was in the middle of like getting fired in Cincinnati, uh, you know. So, yeah, so it was the three year anniversary today. Uh, You know, then there's a home run by Castellanos in the left field and it's four nothing reds, (laughs) you know, but uh, but yeah, great, great stuff for today. We're going to dive into that. It actually, um, you know, perks my mood up a little bit and we're going to have some fun at my expense because, uh, you know, as we know, Murph, I am not just, uh, you know, a a member of the media to some extent here on Green Legion Radio and doing baseball brunch with you these last few years. Um, I am a pretty emotional fan. And um, yeah, you know, we're so we're gonna dive down to some of my antics this afternoon prior to the seventh and eighth inning. No but first things okay. first, this segment is brought to you by our good friends at State Farm. Here's the deal: when you combine State Farm, home and auto insurance, you can save an average of eight hundred and eighty-nine dollars. State Farm Agent Dave Bavuso is ready to help you combine home and auto in South Jersey and Pennsylvania. Call Dave today at eight five six seven four zero five zero one two. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Again, you can reach them at 856-740-5012. Average annual per household savings are based on a 2019 national survey by State Farm of new policyholders who reported savings by switching to State Farm. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Being that we are recording on Saturday evening for our Sunday show, we are not going to do a ticket giveaway today, but we will give away another pair of tickets on next week's show when we're back down. at Xfinity Live ahead of the Phillies and Cardinals on Sunday afternoon. So make sure you guys step on, uh, stop on down. I'm not sure if it's going to be our last show at Xfinity Live for the season. I am trying to work on some things because being that the Eagles season they, they play a lot of primetime games in the early part of the schedule. I'm going to try and keep our same time slot until you know until the very beginning of October, if that's possible. So I am working on that with Sean Brace, uh, Kyle Nunnamaker, and uh, Kyle, the magic man Nunnemaker and the hardest working man in show business, John Jansen. So I'll keep you guys all informed. Hopefully we'll have some news for you guys on that effective next week. All right, Murph, let's get out of the box Early on here in the show, let's talk about this Phillies week that was 2-3 and since our last show. Um, But hey, listen, they got their second win in comeback fashion on Saturday afternoon with a huge offensive explosion against the Nationals' bullpen in the 7th and 8th innings. Trey Turner, as you said, made history today, becoming the third player in franchise history to Homer twice in the same inning. First to do so since Von Hayes against the Mets in June of 1985 and Andy Seminick. Did it first against the Reds in June of 1949. Offenses put yeah. up runs over the course of the last three games here, Murph. Uh, but man, the, you know it was much needed today. Um, staring down the barrel of the gun, three nothing after after six innings. And, you know, you're sitting there going, man, we need to make something happen here because you can ill afford to lose a series to the Washington Nationals, who have played better over the second half of this baseball season. But when you are when you have aspirations as the defending National League champions, as the Phillies are, you can ill afford to lose a series to a team the caliber of the Washington Nationals this late in the season.
1: Yeah, you're right about that. And you're, you're- you're right about all of that in that the, the Washington Nationals have played much better baseball. They have the third best record in the National League since the All-Star break. But, um, you know, the Phillies are a better team than the Washington Nationals are. And they need to, you know, take advantage of that when playing against the Nats. And, you know, again, it, it all comes down to winning series. So um, they they lose game one, which makes winning a series a little bit more challenging. You got to go out and win the next two to win the series. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. You know, I'm a relatively positive guy for the most part. And I'm always thinking optimistically. Yeah. But I will tell you that in the sixth inning, I was not feeling all that great about the, the Phillies and their chances of winning tonight's game or Saturday night's game. And, uh, you know, I found myself saying, "Oh, yeah, you know, we're going to lose two, and now we got to go to Williamsport tomorrow, and you got to win that game, and who knows what that atmosphere is going to be like, and blah, blah you know, and and then boom, 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 a couple." of the bat and then big smile on the face and i'm like see you know if i would have just stayed optimistic i would have just stayed positive i'd have been feeling really no good no, right? no,
0: no, 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 no 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 murph murph it's okay listen you have to go to the dark yeah. side every now and then because i feel like when not when you personally do it but when i do it when i walk that path of darkness i feel like good things happen because of it right. oh, absolutely yeah.
1: i never feel that way i feel like i need a shower so, you know, I like, I like being, being happy and positive and pointing out the, the, the optimism and the optimistic side of things. So, um, but you know, every once in a while, you can't help it. You slide into the sack, you slide it back into a, into a Chris sack. Right into the crest. And, and I was, I was, I was there today in the sixth inning, but by the seventh, I was smiling. Listen,
0: nothing ever really good happens when you hit send on social media. Um, but at the same time, you know, listen. Sometimes I have to post these things out there because I I want I always feel like someone in the dugout sees it for some reason. And they go, you know what? Mm-hmm. There's sack again. Well, they, you know, like Kirk Cousins, for example, Anytime I trash that man on social media, he winds up going off. So, you know, like and there's there's plenty of other examples throughout the course of history. But a lot of people will say Kirk Cousins does well when I when I pop off on him.
1: All right. But let me stop you because if Kirk Cousins did well, every time he read something negative about himself on social media, he'd be a Hall of Famer first ballot, undefeated quarterback in the end. But it's not
0: everybody. It's just me. It,
1: it's just, it, it's just me. So here's,
0: here's my Facebook status as you're starting to, to wander down that path of darkness. This team sucks right now. No urgency whatsoever playing all of these crappy teams I'll, I'll say it like that over the last couple of weeks and everything has been a struggle they're lucky the other teams in the wild card race have been struggling too. losing a serious internationals is unacceptable then Nick Castellanos decides to join the party and hits a three-run home run so I'm sitting there on the couch and I go to my wife and I say and I posted this on Facebook Cassie just hit a three-run homer to tie the game as my wife turns around in the chair at the dinner table because she's sitting there with Carson at the dinner table and she looks at me with the most serious look on her face you need to start posting negative things earlier <laughs> because she knows me all too well. And when the game is over, I said, right. "Phillies fans, you are all welcome. Cause you know, when I, mm. when I go down that path of darkness and negativity, it just seems to, it just seems to get the team going a little bit more and it, you know, gives them a little bit more fervor, a little bit more motivation, you know, I, cause Murph, listen, it's been a fun season, you know, and like we, we've had a lot of great Sunday shows, a lot of fun this season, a lot of great things to talk about. And then, you know, all coming off the legs of a World Series appearance and, you know, coming within two wins of winning it all. You know, it's been a great last calendar year if you're a Phillies fan. But yes, but man, like if they could just find a way to, to press that magic button, flip that magic switch that we need, like. We could make this wild card race irrelevant for us and just let the other five teams duke it out. Um, and that's kind of where I'm and, at. Is,
1: and they yeah, no, might, they're getting to the point where, where that they're getting kind of close to that point. I, you know, they'd have to go on a run of, you know, five of six or something like that. But if they do that, they're going to put so much distance between themselves that there's not going to be much question about the wild card. It, you know, they're the only team. In the national League, that can say that they're, you know so stop to think about it you have three division leaders, one of which does not have as good of a record as the Phillies, and you have two, you have two teams in the national league that lay claim to being the top two teams, and that is the Braves and the Dodgers. they're the two best teams in the national That's League. it's been that way for half a decade and it has right. and, and, and so so you can't argue that you tip your cap to those teams, but that also doesn't mean much when you hit the postseason, we know that all well. last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So, so here the Phillies are in a almost catbird seat in terms of the wild card. They're not there yet. I, I agree that they need to, you know, add two or three more games of separation before you can really kind of, you know, take a breath and, and sit back. But remember, you know, we went through the final road trip of the year last year before they clinched. Um, I have a feeling we're not going to be sitting on the edge of our seats this year. So other teams have flaws. Almost every team has flaws. And, um, you know, perhaps the Braves do not, but, but short of that, even the Dodgers have flaws and. The Phillies have flaws, but th- but they're winning more than they're losing, and that's what you've got to do in baseball.
0: Yeah, it's just for me, like especially like you could not afford to lose a series with the with the Giants with, with the Giants coming into town, especially, uh, you know, like on the legs of it all. I mean, like last week you were staring down the possibility you were six and two on a ten game homestand. You were staring mm-hmm. down the fact that you could have finished seven and three, eight and two on that homestand, and like there was a lot of great things that happened on that homestand. I mean, a lot of memorable moments, a lot of fun games, but man. It was like, you know, that's a kick in the, you know, in the junk, in the, in the gut, whatever it is, you know, to finish that homestand at six and four, and then you had that game on Tuesday night where, you know, great play at home plate, you know, Bone gets the runner out with bases loaded, and JT makes that great lunge for the ball, and the very next pitch, Sir Anthony hits the guy, his Biggio on the toe, yeah. and it drives in the winning run, and you know, look. They've scored runs their last three games. That that's the that's the period, especially against Kevin Gosman. I was worried about that on Wednesday night because Gosman kills the Phillies, and the Phillies just did everything in their power to make sure that they, hey, we're we're down, we're coming back. We're down again, we're coming back, and we're just gonna keep on tacking on. And this is the type of team resiliency is what this team has shown us, not just during the course of games, but throughout the course of the season. And you know, like Murph, that that last week, the last couple of weeks. You know, there's been moments where you feel down, but there's been moments where they pick you right back up. And knowing that you have a shot to win this series tomorrow night with Zach Wheeler on the hill, that's the ultimate pickup.
1: Yeah, and, and again, you know, they might... Lose this series they could lose tomorrow um, and lose this series and that would be disappointing for sure, but it's also not going to end their season, um, you know, and I think that's how you have to look at it. You and I talked last week and you and I thought you brought up a great point. There was at that point 44 games to play and you said if they go 25 and 19 it gets them the 90 wins three better than last year. So so when you stop to think about that and I might have said this last week, that's 19 losses. That we can expect right. over the course of the next five weeks, right? And we've seen four of them this week. So they're going to lose fifteen more times in your scenario and still have ninety wins when it's all said and done. So you know, baseball's not football. Baseball teams lose sixty games a year, the, the best teams, and and then it's a matter of what you do from there. So you just have to take them a little bit less seriously. Now, should they win the series against the Nationals, especially with Zach Wheeler on the mound tomorrow? They absolutely should, and I hope they do, and I think they will. But if they don't, the Giants could come to town and you could you know, beat them three straight, and I was all right right with the world again.
0: Now, Murph, heading into that series against the Giants now, and the reason why Zach Wheeler is pitching on Sunday Night Baseball is because yeah. Ranger Suarez has gone on to the injured list with a uh, grade one uh, mild strain of his hamstring, uh, which, listen, they made the move from Michael Lorenzen. They've been pitching with a six-man rotation. But we've seen some, you know, like, you know, dents in the armor here of the Phillies starting pitching coming to fruition over the last week, Week or two, uh, you know, Aaron Nola's struggles this season have been well-documented. Uh, Taiwan Walker, you know, they had to skip him in the rotation because his velocity was down. Rangers now on the injured list. Um, you know, and then on top of that, you know, Michael Lorenzen got, got ripped up in his first start after the no-hitter after throwing 124 pitches. Uh, you know, you're starting to see a little bit of wear and tear here, dog days of summer and August with sure. the starting pitching staff. Out of those guys, which one are you worried about the most heading down the stretch run?
1: Well, I mean, uh, I'm not worried about any of them, um, to be quite honest with you. The, the, the fact that they have a little bit of depth right now is obviously a positive thing with Ranger going on the, uh, the injured list. But, you know, we talk, I talked to Rob Thompson today, and, you know, he said, look, it's, it's mild. Um, but, uh, you know, they could use that extra arm in the bullpen. So by putting him on the injured list, they're able to bring up Andrew Bellotti, um, who got in today's game. And, you know, it's just how long having a guy, Did you
0: guys ask Topper, how long Rangers been pitching with this? Like, has this been the reason why he's been struggling? It it
1: happened in Toronto. Okay. It happened in Toronto while he was working out and, uh, it just, he, he, they, they said he actually got into the shower and his hamstring started to tighten up on him um he was uncomfortable it was stiff he told the trainers about it they took a day next day still an issue so they did some imaging and it turns out to be the grade one you know and i think the original plan was not to put him on the injured list but you know taking up a spot when you're not 100 percent sure the guy is going to be able to come back in five days um is a little bit of a risk so because they have the depth You put Ranger on on the injured list. You allow him to sit for 10 days. You know, I'm sure at some point he'll get up and throw uh, if he's feeling good. But um, they really do expect that he'll come off, you know, at that 10-day period. So it's it's not a huge concern by any stretch. It's a little disappointing. I think he had started to find his way a little bit. But, again, ultimately in the long run, you know, this is going to be a 10-day rest for his arm as well as we head down the stretch that's really never a well not never a bad thing but rarely a bad thing for a starting pitcher um especially one that you want to pitch deep into october so so what's the rotation um, and, looking and, you like you know the other guys yeah, what's what's, what's, that? what's
0: the rotation looking like for the giants series
1: yeah so it's, it's a very uh, the, important series
0: for us i I want to make sure that you know we're, we're we're trotting out the best that we can yeah. obviously Wheeler going tomorrow doesn't help that
1: well it's going to be nola on monday it'll be um uh, 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 Taiwan on Tuesday. Okay. And so Taiwan will be back on Tuesday. And then I guess, I'm, I'm just trying to project now, it would be Lorenzo on Wednesday. Lorenzen. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, three guys that you feel pretty comfortable, you know, going out to the mound and, and getting you a win for the most part. Yeah, I, I would think you would anyway. So hopefully those guys pitch up to, to where they need to be. And I think Zach Wheeler going tomorrow – in that atmosphere, uh, I think that's, that's going to be great for Zach. And, you know, Zach had kind of come out and said he kind of feels more comfortable when he's pitching on that regular rest, that four day rest every five days kind of thing. So it'll be five days for him and uh, he'll get back out there. So we'll see how he, how he handles that. But hopefully Zach is, uh, you know, in typical Zach Wheeler form tomorrow.
0: Real quick, before we go to break, it uh, looks like some. Uh, you know, we have some troops that are on their way back here. Um, from what they said earlier on today, it looks like Brandon Marsh is going to rejoin the team in Williamsport yep. uh, for Sunday Night Baseball. And then we're going to get Jose Alvarado back in that bullpen uh, starting on Monday against the Giants. Uh, two huge additions back to this roster. Very important to both the lineup and the bullpen.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. So I... Yeah, Brandon Marsh will be in Williamsport tomorrow, um, and uh, and he is expected to be activated. There's no reason I think he wouldn't be activated when he gets there. The the Phillies actually get to add an extra player. Both teams get to add an extra player tomorrow, kind of like the double header rule. Um, for For whatever reason, I don't wow. know what the yeah, I don't know what the reasoning is. So they won't actually have to do anything other than activate Brandon Marsh tomorrow and and add him back to the roster. Now, a move will have to follow uh, in the ensuing week on Monday, Um, and then obviously when Alvarado gets added, they'll have to make a move as well. But uh, you're right. Getting Jose Alvarado back uh, healthy at this point of the season is just enormous in the back end of that bullpen. And I think Brandon Marsh, the energy that he adds in the clubhouse, in the dugout, on the field... Uh, is always a positive. So, you know, Johan Rojas has been terrific. I mean, really, I mean, he made, he made an error, uh, on Friday night. Uh, the kind of things are gonna happen from time to time. But, uh, for the most part, he's been terrific, um, and he's still going to be a big part of what they're trying to do, I would imagine, but um, but getting Brandon Marsh back is, is big.
0: No doubt about it. Don't hang out alone in the man cave for baseball this season. Try hanging out at Cheerleaders with sexy entertainers, $4 domestic beers, Jameson specials, and awesome game day experiences all season long. That's right. Stop in before, during, or after the game not only to see your favorite entertainers but also your chance to have the best game day experience. Epic game day experiences are at Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club where champions play. Cheerleaders is open daily from noon until 2 a.m. Coming up on the other side, we're going to talk some more of Phillies baseball and a little bit about this Little League classic that's going to go on on Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. And we're going to go around the league because there's some stuff that has happened over the course of the last week or two that we need to dive into right here on Baseball Brunch, brought to you by Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club on two point five Fox Sports. The Gambler we will be right back after this. Spreads, totals, and all the prop bets in between. It's the Gambler. Welcome back. Second segment here on Baseball Brunch brought to you by Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club on 12.5 Fox Sports The Gambler. And we are brought to you by Premier Window Cleaning. They are the leading window cleaning company in Philadelphia and the surrounding areas. Family owned and operated with 30 years experience. They offer commercial and residential window cleaning, pressure washing, parking garage cleaning, graffiti removal, post construction cleaning. Every employee is trained, certified and goes through an extensive background check at Premier Window Cleaning. Your satisfaction level needs to be 100% as no job is completed. Until you're happy with clients like Chop Roberts to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, you cannot go wrong for more information and a full list of their services. Give them a call 267-534-5198. That's two, six, seven, five, three, four, five, one, nine, eight. Or go to their website. We hate dirty windows dot com. That's wehatedirtywindows.com. All right, Murph, so we talked a little bit about the injuries here. Uh, So I just wanted to get, like, a quick update. I know you already said that Andrew Bilotti is back with the team, and it just had me wondering over the course of the last week. uh, You know, we've we've demoted back down to AAA, Junior Marte, and now with Ranger going on the injured list, we bring back Andrew Bilotti. I know you do the minor league report during the course of the week on the pregame show. Uh, how is Connor Brogdon doing down there? Because he has not been an option as far as coming back up to be a member of this bullpen. And he was pretty crucial for the Phillies down the stretch last year.
1: Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I, I I don't really know. I haven't really uh, dove into Connor Brogdon's numbers. Uh, any time in the, in the recent past. So um, I'd be uh I'd be just spitballing if I, if I told you differently, but it's interesting that you even bring that up because you're right. He hasn't been a guy that has been talked about when these guys are being shuttled back and forth. I, I have not heard his name, um, being, being bannered about, not that maybe I would, but, but I haven't, uh, over the last couple of weeks. So, um, I have to look, I would have to go look at his numbers. I don't know what they're, they are exactly, but, um, the, I think it speaks volumes lack of conversation with Connor Brogdon's name in it um, probably tells you all you need to know right now.
0: Well, that's your homework for the week. So maybe you will have it for next week's show, All right.
1: <laughs> uh, or maybe I can just go on Google and figure it out myself.
0: But I figured, hey, uh, we can probably do that. Too. Well, yeah. while, we're, while we're talking, you know, might as well see if he's uh, if he's around. But uh, hey, listen, we we've talked about this, uh, you know, a little bit here during the first segment, now into the second segment. But uh, man, what is on deck for the players and the broadcasters? And there's a reason why that we're doing this on Saturday night. We're recording the show for our regular time slot from eleven to noon on Sunday. Uh, you're going to be on a plane tomorrow. Uh, you guys. Flying out of Williamsport at ten o'clock. It's uh, about an hour flight from Williamsport to uh, from Washington D.C. to Williamsport mm-hmm. um, for you guys to go up there for the Sunday night baseball game. It's called the Little League Classic uh, on Sunday night baseball on ESPN at seven p.m. But I'll tell you what, Murph, I, I really love enjoying and you know like you know you're a father of three. I'm a father of two. I have two little kids, and I, I, I see this with a lot of these players like Bryce Harper and JT uh, Nick Cassianos. Like these guys are great dads and they're great dudes. And they love their kids, but also at the same time how they interact with other kids. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing this stuff throughout the day. But what's kind of like the schedule like once you guys get into Williamsport and your interaction with the other teams, the international players, the U.S. players? I think media is playing at 11 o'clock tomorrow, so it's a shame they might not yeah. be able to see the players until after their game. But you know, what's kind of the schedule like for the players and for the media like tomorrow leading up to Sunday Night Baseball?
1: Yeah, well, first off, let me just tell you. So we had Nick Castellanos on the post game show uh, tonight, and uh, after Saturday night's game, and um, the last question that we asked was, you know, are you excited to to head up to Williamsport and be a part of of what's going to be going on up there tomorrow? And he said, yeah, I got to be honest with you, you know, interacting with kids is so much better than interacting with adults. <laughs> and and I just thought that was as honest and uh, and as great of an answer um, that you could give. And you're right. You know, we see Nick with his son, Liam, at the ballpark all the time. And uh, these, these guys genuinely do enjoy interacting with, with their own kids and, and the kids of, of other people as well. So it should be a lot of fun. Um, I think we hit the ground around noon tomorrow, and uh, there are two buses. One will take the players and anyone else that wants to go – to the Little League Village there. So the players will head to the village for sure, uh, and then the rest of us kind of make a decision, go to the, the place where they're going to play the big league game, which is about a mile away, or head to the village. I'm going to go to the village as well just to take in all the, um, the goings on. You know, it's going to be mobbed over there, I would imagine, but both teams will have uh, interaction with the other teams that aren't playing uh, at that point. lot of pictures and autographs and I'm sure some playing of catch and doing all that kind of stuff Um, some media availability I would imagine for both the the young guys and the and the um, major league players so that'll happen until about I think about three o'clock so it's a couple hours over there at the village and then on a bus back to the big league ballpark and then it becomes business as usual for the guys you know normally about three o'clock is when they start to to get their work uh, going at home or on the road, and that that's exactly what they'll do tomorrow. You know, they'll take BP, they'll go through their infield drills, they'll do all everything they need to do, and um, you know, and first pitch at seven o'clock. So, uh, but the morning, or I should say, the early afternoon part of the day is when all of that the good feels are happening, and and the the players are interacting with the little leaguers, and and I think that uh, you know. I think it's fun for everybody. I think that our guys are really going to enjoy it. I know they did the last time they were there. And obviously the little leaguers are going to enjoy it as well. Getting a chance to rub elbows with the big leaguers. So it should be a, a fun, a fun event for sure.
0: So let's dive into a little bit of uh around the league here. Um, so now that the Phillies are under 40 games, I'm assuming that pretty much all the other teams are under 40 games or right at 40 games left to play in this season Uh outside of the national league wild card race, Murph, uh, what, Race is most intriguing to you in in baseball divisional race, the American League wild card race. Uh, what sticks out to you as something that is going to intrigue you the last seven weeks of the season?
1: Uh, you know that's a great question. I I I think I would say it's the American League wild card. I know the, I know the Central, the National League Central is obviously tight, and um, you know there's there's a lot to still play for uh, between the. Eds and the Brewers, but but the wild card in the American League is is so interesting because you know here you have a group of teams. You know, I think you can say that not a whole lot of people thought. I think I don't think a whole lot of people thought the Yankees were going to be missing from that mix, and they pretty much are missing from the mix. I mean, they're there, but they're in the the rear view mirror. But but you know, you have a team like Houston who's battling for a wild card spot right now, right? I mean, I don't think most people would have thought. That. And then you have the Seattle Mariners, uh, Toronto, a team that I thought was going to be right there in the mix uh, for maybe a division title in the American League East. They're battling for a wild card spot. And then you have the Red Sox. Not too too far away. They played some pretty good baseball of late, so I, it's really intriguing to see how that's all going to work out. And some of those divisional titles are still up for grabs too. So you know you might see a Texas Ranger team slide back into that wild card conversation, um, and and Houston jump up into the division talk. So I, I'm looking at that. I think it's going to be fun. The the National League wild card race is going to be fun. I think the American League wildcard race is going to be fun too.
0: It's funny you brought up the Yankees because uh, the the Yankees I saw a stat earlier and I, th- there's a bunch of can you believe it's again this week? What a what a great like segment we get to have, uh, you know, and, and you know, or uh, you know, part of our final segment every single week with can you believe it's? But th- this one right here is mind boggling. Over the course of uh, since 1998. The Yankees haven't lost eight games in a row at any point in any season over the course of the last 25 years. Wow. They've lost seven in a row, effective Saturday. So it's it's like the number one team on that list, the Orioles lost eight in a row 30 times. The Phillies have only done it eight times since 1998, which is incredible to think about. But I'll tell you what, partner, the American League wild and not the American League West to me, I like the, the Rangers, the Astros, the Mariners, the Mariners have been one of the, probably the hottest team in baseball since, uh, since the all-star break. Uh, and they, they were my world series pick this season as well. So, um, those three teams, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the Rays were one of the hottest teams in Major League right. Baseball or the hottest team in Major League Baseball to start out the season in 2023. And they've really cooled off over the last couple of months here. Uh, but they've lost their ace, Shane McClanahan, the Tommy John surgery, Jeez. which puts him out to 2025. And then, well, obviously, everybody knows about the Wander Franco situation uh, yeah. that's going on with him. And he might never play in Major League Baseball again. But, man, how the mighty have fallen. I mean, they're two games behind the Orioles still, still, and they had a real firm grip on that number one wild card spot. But we've seen some funny things happen over in Major League Baseball that can transpire over the final seven weeks of the season. Losing your ace and losing your best player does not spell well for what championship aspirations or even playoff aspirations that the Rays have had with these teams that are trying to chase them down from behind.
1: Yeah, a little lesson here. Baseball is a long season, and you can have the month of uh, all months and just be absolutely spectacular and run away from your division and all of that, and then the next thing you know, you have a month of all months on the negative side, and you are right back in the thick of things with everybody else. And that's what happened with Tampa Bay. You know, Tampa Bay, and give Baltimore credit because they've continued to play consistent baseball, but that's what it takes. To be one of the best teams in baseball, consistency. It's not about running out and winning ten in a row. It's about winning six out of ten, seven out of ten, six out of ten, seven out of ten. That's how you do it. And um, and uh, yeah, the Rays. I mean, their start, their start to the season was historic. It was, it was one of the best. And uh, and yeah, here they are in a battle for a wild card spot. And uh, you know, they'll probably get a card spot. They'll probably in the postseason, but who would have thought, thought they were going to have to fight tooth and nail right up to the end of the year?
0: So the other night, the Braves won their their 11,000th game all time. They became the fifth team ever to do so. Can you okay. name the four teams
1: that are ahead of them? 11,000-plus win teams. All right, the New York Yankees. No. What? No. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Not the wow. Yankees. The Yankees are right ahead of the Phillies. They are eighth, and we are ninth. That's amazing. I'm shocked by that. Okay, Uh, so if not the Yankees, then, um, shoot, I I don't even know where to go next. Uh, How about, um, are we talking about, like, the Dodgers? So, you know, from Brooklyn. Dodgers, yes. Okay. Yeah, the the Dodgers Dodgers are second. Okay, how about the Giants then? Giants are number one. Okay, so Giants and the Dodgers. And then uh two more, huh? Um could it be the Boston Red Sox?
0: No, the Red Sox are tenth, they're right behind the Phillies.
1: Okay. All right. Um my goodness. I it, you know older franchises. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I'm naming here. Um, <laughs> the Cubs? Cubs are three. Which okay. is surprising. Yeah, that is surprising. Very to
0: surprising me. to me. I certainly yeah. thought
1: the Yankees would have more wins than the Cubs. All right, so the Cubs and then uh Number four would be then the Cardinals. There you go. Number four, okay. the Cardinals. And then right. right behind
0: the Braves are the Reds, the Pirates, the Yankees, Phillies, and the Braves. Now, the Phillies are the all-time leaders in losses. So they're over 11,000. Yeah. Take a guess at who's right behind them as far as losses are concerned in Major League Baseball history. They're also going to cross 11,000 losses probably within the next two to three years.
1: Um. Well, again, I'm going to have to go back to – the Yankees? No. If they're not okay, so g- gosh, how many games have they
0: played? They've kind of we win. don't have much time to play with here, but it's going to surprise you. The Braves, the Braves have oh, the second most losses in Major League Baseball history. Yeah. Crazy to think about. Uh, just real cool. quick, while we're on it, too, Murph. Uh, Cardinals called up top prospect Mason Win on Friday night against the Mets. In his second at bat, he reached on an infield single to third for his first major league hit. And Mets first baseman, Pete Alonzo, threw the ball into the stands, And then the girl who caught it was resisting and giving it back to security where the fans were chanting, give it back. At her, yes. uh, Man, what a situation. Apparently, Alonzo apologized to him there. And then again, at second base later on when he was on the base pass. And then today he gave him a signed baseball bat and a bottle of nineteen forty two. Uh man, talk about someone that's trying to repair their image after yeah.
1: such a moment of, of just complete like do. I mean, you didn't know this guy had his first major league hit. Well, okay, so so there's a couple things there, real quick. Um, I'm not a huge Pete Alonso fan. I mean, he played for the Mets. If he if played for anyone else, I'd maybe like him a little bit more. But uh, I'm not. I mean, so but but here's what I'll say. It was more nothing more than a brain cramp, of anything. For I, he certainly didn't do anything malicious. Right, I agree with you. And yeah. and, and yeah. I don't think he needs to repair his image, like like you just said. The person in this scenario that is obnoxious is the girl that caught the ball and refused to give it back, like it means anything to her. <laughs> give her another baseball that costs eight dollars. I mean, that's the obnoxious person in this story, not Pete Alonzo. You know, he made a mistake. It happens, you know, and he felt terrible about it. And, and based on his actions after the fact, um, I'm sure he, I'm sure he really felt badly. Yeah. To me, it's it's the, the, the girl in the stands that's the problem in all of this. That's what I would say. <laughs> All right. Go to
0: greenlegion.com to make sure you guys get your reservations in for another amazing Eagle season. Head to greenlegion.com to get signed up for Tampa, LA, Kansas City, Dallas, and Seattle and get signed up for day trip games for the Jets, the Giants, and the commodes. Make sure you check out the cheerleaders, gentlemen's club bus for those day trips as well. Also get signed up for next baseball season with the Phillies go when the Phillies go to London and the following weekend to Baltimore. And if you aren't married or you are married, but you don't have kids or you're both scenarios, you can do both in the same package and get Baltimore in there for nothing additional, no additional cost on top of the London trip entirely. Uh, Quimby really pulled out all the stops for both of those trips. Go to greenlegion.com or call the office at 215-666-5940. That's 215-666-5940. 21 years and counting for the best Eagles road trips around. Coming up on the other side after break, we are going to talk about our picks for Sunday's baseball action. We're going to do... Uh, Can you believe it? And then we're going to talk about the week that is ahead for our fight and fills on baseball brunch here on 102.5 Fox Sports The Gambler. We'll be right back after these messages. If you can wager on it, we're talking about it. It's The Gambler. Final segment here on Sunday morning, 11 to noon. You can catch us every single Sunday from 11 to noon on 1, 1 or 2.5 Fox Sports the Gambler and the iHeartRadio app. This is Baseball Brunch brought to you by Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club. I'm Chris Sack, he's Greg Murphy, and we are going to have a great last segment here for you. That's brought to you by our friends at the Ludlum Hotel in Seattle City. Yes, the fully renovated Ludlum Hotel at 4,000 Landis Avenue in Seattle City. Yes, it is the old La Costa. With the complete renovation finished, you will now see a brand new look, feel, and vibe set amongst a casually sophisticated bar, a cozy a la carte dining room, and the only mellow lounge in Townsend's Inlet. The menu is seasonal, offering the freshest local seafood cooked simple to ensure the flavor that already exists stays that way. The hotel is open year-round, and all guests Enjoy free Wi-Fi, one free parking spot per room, and complimentary beach tags for all registered adults. Walking distance to everything. Check out LudlumHotel.com. That's Ludlam, L-U-D-L-A-M, Hotel.com. Or call them at 609-263-7829. That's 609-263-7829. For all your reservation, dining, or entertainment questions, the Ludlam Hotel, your new oasis in Sea Isle City. All right. So let's dive into our picks for Sunday's action. And, uh, we've taken a little bit of a hit on our picks for today, uh, because the, well, West Coast games out in California had to move from Sunday to Saturday because for some unknown reason, there's a hurricane that's blowing through California and sure. they, and they don't know what the heck to do with it. Uh, so they moved every Sunday game up. There was 18 games on the slate today. That's, that's a fully loaded schedule on Saturday, Murph.
1: Yeah, it certainly was. Uh when I was doing the out of town scoreboard, I'm like, my goodness, how many games do we have uh today and I had forgotten the, the reason why, but yeah, a couple of double headers today because of that uh fingers crossed that uh, everybody makes that okay out there on the on the west coast. Uh they're not used to hurricanes out there to your point. They don't know exactly how to handle things, but uh you know, hopefully it stays out to sea as as best it can and and there's minimal damage. So, um but uh but yeah, so a limited schedule for us. To pick from uh, in uh, Sunday's games,
0: I think we'll I think we'll do quite well. I mean, I can't do any worse than I did last week. Um, uh, yeah, well, I, first we'll start with with you, um, as we always do. You know, we always go age and beauty before May. Yeah. Uh, so um, <laughs> you went one and two again last week. I think this is like your fourth or fifth week in a row. I haven't updated it. It's just been one and two again last week. Uh, you got the Brewers winning as the favorite, but as you alluded to at the beginning of the show or I think it was right before maybe we hit the live button here on StreamYard. um, You were very close where you should have three points. And the funny thing is, is I wasn't even paying attention to it. I was swimming at my parents' house last Sunday. And from time to time, I get these like really aggravated text messages from, uh, you know, because, yeah, you're you're into this. You're very competitive about it,
1: and um, I'm competitive. That's yes. accurate. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm into it, but if I'm going to be doing something that there's a winner and a loser, I, I want to be the winner. That's for sure. <laughs> well,
0: I get a text message from Murph that says, "This is why I don't gamble." Yep. And I had to look it up real quick, and I saw that the Oakland A's, which you picked as your underdog last week in Washington against the Nationals. They gave up six runs to the Nationals in the bottom of the ninth to lose that game eight to seven. So that puts you at twenty four and twenty seven overall, thirty one and a half points on the season. Again, I went zero three last week for the first time this season. Although I have danced with the devil a couple different times to where it almost happened. I'm now twenty eight and twenty. With uh, actually no, I think I'm 28 and 23. Is that what it is? That's yeah, 28 and 23 with 35 points. Yeah, it's got to be 51. So well, 28, have and 23 and a
1: half, and you have 35
0: points. Yeah, okay. yeah, 35 right. points. Uh, so right good. now you you're, you're trying to run me down. So here we go. Uh, seven weeks left in the season, and uh, Murph, start me off. Give me your first pick for Sunday's action.
1: Okay. After, uh, careful consideration and deep, uh, research into all the games tomorrow. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. That, that, that's Mike's story and I'm sticking to it. Um, I could, well, this is about as close to low hanging fruit that you could possibly have, um, uh, from like last year's, uh, mix. Baltimore minus 198 over the A's. I'm taking Baltimore as my favorite over the Oakland A's if the oakland A's if they get me again two weeks in a row, shame on me so uh but uh, I'll take Baltimore at uh, just under the uh, threshold at one one ninety eight Keep in mind,
0: people, we are pick you know making these picks on Saturday night, so I am also going after low hanging fruit, but my low hanging fruit is the Rangers at minus one ninety eight oh, How about uh, that? <laughs> yeah, at at home versus the Brewers. Uh, Max Scherzer starts for yeah. them. They're trying to avoid the sweep uh, against the Brewers. Uh, Scherzer is 3-0 and with a 1.8 ERA since joining the Rangers. Hauser's middling, 4-4 and with a 4.43 ERA. Texas is a really good team. They've got two teams trying to run them down in the American League West. I don't see them losing to the Milwaukee Brewers at home and being swept. So that is my favorite pick. Give me your underdog for, for uh, Sunday's action.
1: Okay. Underdog. Uh, it's the Pirates and the Twins in Minnesota. And the <clears throat> Twins are the favorite. Pirates are plus 124 underdogs. Dallas Keuchel is pitching for Minnesota. I saw all I needed to see of Dallas Keuchel when the Phillies were up there. He's got nothing left. Nothing So the Pirates, they're a team that can swing the bats a little bit. They run all over the place. So I'm taking the Pirates over the Twins uh, to beat up on Keuchel tomorrow, plus 124. You and I are on the same page, and this is what
0: happens when we don't compare ahead of time. I thought the same exact thing. Dallas Keuchel's had two starts back in the major leagues, and he has zero strikeouts. Um, and then, you know, you look at the other side. I mean, like, like I said, the Pirates can swing the bats. They can swing the bat a little bit there. Um, I like the Pirates too. I, I have them at plus 130, but it doesn't matter. There's still plus, you know, money for either of us. Uh, so me and you both have the Pirates. Let's see if we have the same over under.
1: Okay. Over under. I highly I went, doubt
0: it though.
1: <laughs> yeah. I went to the Mariners, uh, Astros game. Uh, the number is, uh, tell me, seriously, you know, okay. So I went, uh, over uh, nine is I'm um, taking the over. Are you, yes. Are you, are you serious? Dead serious? Dead serious. Dead serious. <laughs> well, that's no fun. <laughs> all right. Hey, so man, here's this, what we're gonna this do. This is what
0: happens when we have to record. So you know, hey.
1: here's what we're gonna do though. Offline, we're going to send each other um, two new picks. All right. And 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 those are gonna be the ones that count towards our our uh, contest. And the folks will just have to hear about them next week. Okay. All right. Fair we'll enough. Do, all
0: right. Not a problem. All right. So we'll we'll both so do we want to pick one di- different or do we yeah, want to
1: that's what we'll do and it's your choice because the last time this happened you gave me the choice Absolutely. so it'll be your choice to keep one of those and then we'll we'll do the uh, do one more
0: Sounds great. I'll dive I'll dive really deep into it, and then I'll shoot you a text right after the show. And then we'll got share it on the air next week.
1: Got it. All
0: right, Murph. Listen, we don't have a sounder. We're recording. So, you know, I, I would love to hear Harry right now, but we can't. So, can you believe it? Two things we found interesting from this past week in Major League Baseball. Give me your first one.
1: All right. Uh, Jose Altuve. I think we forget what a great player Jose Altuve is and has been for the course of his career. Josh cans. Uh, what's, uh, what's that? Trash cans. Wow, well, he's a great player. I know, and, and 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 deservedly so. He's a Hall of Fame uh, caliber player, and he had another milestone uh, this year. How about this? Fastest players to two thousand hits, two hundred home runs, and two hundred stolen bases. Just those numbers in general are pretty spectacular. But he is the fastest in Major League Baseball history. Did it in sixteen hundred and thirty-one games. Willie Mays came in second on that list. Alex Rodriguez, Veda Pinson, and Ryan Sandberg is your top five uh, of guys that have 2,000 hits, 200 home runs, 200 stolen bases. Frame I like yours.
0: it. Now, listen, you might have to help me out with this name, but I'm guessing it's Shanuel, the uh, Nolan shanuel the guy that made his Major League debut last night for the Angels. That's uh, good to me. First baseman. There you go. All right. So last night in the ninth inning, he is the first player to be part of turning a triple play in his Major League debut since – our old pal, Sal Fasano, on April 3rd, 1996, courtesy of Sarah Langs.
1: All right, yeah, good old Sal Fasano. We see him uh, uh, from time to time. Full Manchu, baby, full Manchu. That's right. Also from Sarah Langs, uh, give credit where credit is due, Uh, this on Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners, the youngest player since 1901 with three straight four-hit games. Three straight four-hit games. He's the first Mariner with three straight four-hit games in their history. And one game shy of tying uh, Milt Stock for, in 1924 at four for most consecutive four-hit games since 1901. So we'll see if he can do that on Sunday. But that, that's, that's impressive. Are you kidding? It 12 hits in three days?
0: Speaking of the J-Rod show... Okay, he became just the second player in American or National League history to have 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases in each of his first two seasons. You had this one a couple weeks ago. His opponent, in which he did it against, was the only other player to ever do it, Bobby Witt Jr.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Pretty yeah. cool. Nobody had ever done it, and in a span of like no, a definitely. week or two, now you have Julio I'm Rodriguez and Bobby Witt Jr. I'm so about that.
1: Murph, we have Sunday Night Baseball.
0: Yes. Now, Sunday Night Baseball, we had the Phillies finish up their series against the Nationals. Huge three – beginning the part of a nine-game homestand, huge three-game set against the Giants. Day off. And then we had the St. Louis Cardinals coming into town um, in the middle part of that nine-game homestand. Uh, got to keep stacking. But, man, I know – listen, we got to finish up on Sunday Night Baseball. We have to win this series against the Nationals. That Giants series looms and it looms large because it has a lot of ramifications for us. And hopefully, listen, I don't like doing it, but hopefully the Braves can can help us out by winning a series against the Giants this weekend.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, at this point, chances of the Phillies catching the Braves is pretty slim. So if they can beat up on some of the teams that we're trying to to catch, you can bet in a couple of weeks. we see it, We see Atlanta again, right? Uh, we do
0: twi- uh, twice. Yeah, I think we still have twice, seven right, games yeah. left. Yeah,
1: you, you can bet that the rest of those teams. We're hoping that Atlanta can can return the favor against the Phillies uh, and and give them a, an opportunity to close some ground. So yeah, I uh, got to root for the Braves to beat the Giants. Uh, got to root for the Phillies, obviously, to beat the Nationals, and then turn your focus to uh, the fighting Gabe Kaplers, as you like to call them. And uh, look, they're a team that beat a, beat the Phillies three straight in San Francisco, so the Phillies are going to need to sweep the series if they even want to uh, be in the conversation for a tiebreaker uh, for the wild card. Now, let's hope it not doesn't come to that, but right. certainly it's nice to have in your back pocket. So, yeah, they've got to play well. It's a big series. There's no doubt about it. It's a big series. Um, I hope the Phillies will play well. I anticipate that they will, and um, and it should be good. But, uh, but first things first, go out and beat the Nets on Sunday Night Baseball.
0: Partner, appreciate you making this work and uh, for us to be able to do this uh, with recording on Saturday night for the Sunday show. Hope you all enjoyed Thanks, it, as always. Uh, for Greg Murphy, for Super Sam Brady, for helping us out with our stream yard on Saturday evening, and for John Jansen cutting this up and making sure that it gets into the system for Sunday from 11 to noon. I'm Chris Sack of Green Legion Radio. on like a 3-1 pitch to Ryan Howard. We are out of here. Phillies, big week. Make it fun, but load up the Ws.